Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 136. Hello and welcome to Straight and Curly. How are you feeling today, Kel? Um... Good so far. Today is um very hasn't really started yet because it's five o'clock in the morning and um yes, we're recording at this ungodly hour because I couldn't record at our usual time last night and we couldn't reschedule for next week because you are going to New York, which I we will am, not talk about now. No, well actually I, I think that we can well we can't talk about exactly why I'm going because I'm not quite sure of the timing, but by the time you guys listen to this, I will probably be in New York and you will know why I'm there. So, yeah, it's for something pretty exciting. Um, oh. But, yeah, you guys will probably know by then anyway. <laughs> oh, I said, I was, yeah, I'm super excited. So, yes, you're in crazy mad town oh just because you're God. prepping to it's get just to go like, away. It's next freaking level, Kel. Like I just, Ben and I have just not stopped because it happened quite quickly. So, we only had two weeks' notice. So, yeah. I'm doing extra days for all of my clients and because we had different plans, we'd actually cancelled a week of Harriet's childcare. So we were without childcare for half of it. Oh my God. So we've just oh been God. like, it's a nightmare. And Ben's brother is getting married this weekend. So we, oh. yeah, I know. So you can't even like no. use this weekend to get ahead of things. Oh my God. What we're Again. doing, we're actually driving to Canberra this afternoon um, to stay with, I'm staying with my parents for a few days and Ben's going to the family farm to prep for the wedding. The wedding's on Saturday and then we fly out of Sydney on Sunday at like two o'clock. So it's going to be, yeah. And Ben's so funny. He's like, yeah, so I just really think that, you know, we need to pace ourselves at the wedding and not drink too much because I think being hungover on a plane with a one-year-old is not going to be fun. And he doesn't drink. So what he means is, Carly, I think you need to pace yourself at the wedding (laughs) and not be hungover on the plane with a one-year-old. Because do not hang me out to dry on the plane by falling asleep and leaving me with Harriet food. (laughs) Oh, hell no. But also I have no desire to be hungover on a plane with a (laughs) one-year-old. No, you really, really don't. Oh, I just can't even know. You guys are crazy, but yeah, I can't, can't wait to hear about why and all of that. Um, So let's get straight into recommendation of the week. What is yours? Mine is the Netflix show, The Devil Next Door. I hadn't heard anything about it and I was just looking around on Netflix for something to watch because Ben and I are so manic at the moment that our only downtime is kind of, you know, sitting down for an hour before we go to bed and watching something together. And it popped up yeah. and I love true crime and it looked serious. I was going to say The Devil Next Door. That's yeah, it <laughs> sounds like it's right up my alley. Um, but I looked at it and it, it said nothing about what it was about like in the little blurb and I clicked on it and I was like, oh, this will be about like some serial killer that no one knew was a serial killer. Yeah. And they found out that, you know, was he a serial killer? I don't know. And I clicked on it and it turns out that it was a it was technically that, but it was a guy who was being on trial for war crimes in Nazi Germany. And Ben is a massive war buff and loves war history. And I love, you know, true crime and serial killers. True crime. <laughs> so it's, it was just the most perfect show for us to watch. We were addicted to it. Um, yeah, we watched the last episode last night, but I fell asleep in the middle of it because I'm so tired. <laughs> but we will finish it off before we go to New York. It's fantastic. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Really, really good show. Um, if you don't like horrible things and sad stories, don't watch it. 
but if you do, do. <laughs> so, yeah, what's your recommendation so, of the week? Um, so mine is kind of circling back to intermittent fasting. So kind of a few things that we have talked about on this podcast and tried out. So intermittent fasting plus that five cups of veggies mm. thing that we have done in the past. So mm. going back a couple of months, I was feeling very, you know, just when you're feeling like blah because, mm. you know, I, I don't weigh myself. So I can't say I had put on X or Y kilos, but I could tell by how I was feeling and how clothes were fitting me and just how I was carrying myself in general that I had put on weight. Um, I think I got in the habit of just eating what anyone put in front of me earlier this year and I just kept going with that. that makes Um, perfect sense, Kel, like as if you uh, had time to think about what you were eating. Yeah, that's right. And so, um, and and I was eating in a way that I don't don't normally eat. So anyway, so I was feeling crappy and I was feeling sluggish and not myself. So I went, right, I'm going to put it. um, And I know it takes... um, like eight weeks to kind of get going. Like it takes my body takes like a month to go. Oh, hey, right, okay, you're um, you're doing. You want to get back fit again or something like that. Like, yeah, my body's not one of those that like you know. I lost five kilos in two weeks. Like it just doesn't. <laughs> not surprisingly, um, mine doesn't do that either. <laughs> yeah. So um, so I went right eight week health reset and um, using the things that you know through all your years of self experimentation that work really well. So. Um, I went back to being quite rigid with intermittent fasting, doing the 16-8. So I'd kind of fallen, like I was still kind of half-heartedly doing it, but not really. Um, so I went back to proper intermittent fasting, 16-8. I mandated to myself I had to eat at least five cups of veggies every day. Um, and then I also like reintroduced running back into my life because I'd been doing like this 30-minute garage workout and finally, you know, the, it's lighter in the morning, it's warmer. Um, and I can get back out for a run now. So, yeah, so I mandated I had to run a certain number of minutes over the course of the week, and I was actually ready for it to be really hard and that I was going to have to invest heaps of energy and being really disciplined, but, you know, um, but it would be worth it. But, you know, actually it was quite interesting that in the end it actually wasn't that hard and not because I'm this super mega disciplined person that just is this stuff is easy for me. I think what it actually was is that the core of all those habits were already there or the baseline yeah. of all those habits were already there and I just kind of had to double down on what I was already doing. So, um, yeah, so maybe what I'm really recommending is having that kind of core baseline health regime. And we have also spoken about this before, mm. um, that you can have running in the background at all times because um, then whenever you decide to ramp it up, for whatever reason you might decide to ramp it up, it just doesn't take anywhere near the same energy as, you know, starting completely from scratch does. And, you know, I'm not even eight weeks in, I'm six weeks into, you know, that kind of reset type thing and, I'm kind of already where I want to be, which is, you know, feeling good about my body and having good energy. And yeah, it's just really nice. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I'm exactly the same. Like I've really ramped up my intermittent fasting in the last couple of weeks and I've stopped breastfeeding as well. And I'm actually seeing results for the first time in a year, which is freaking fantastic. Like it's just, it's so good. And it's because, you know, like I, I was really, I wasn't super rigid, but I still followed my basic principles throughout my yeah. pregnancy and throughout breastfeeding so that, you know, things didn't get completely out of, the, out of control and just coming back to, um, you know, that more hardcore way of, um, you know, implementing fitness and health again, it's just so much easier. 
Well, well, that's it. It's just like when you go, because yeah, I was like, right, you, you're going to run every day. Or I was already exercising every day, but now then I started running every day. And I was mm. already kind of sort of doing intermittent fasting, but then now, now I was like, no, properly, you know, but I was having like milk in my coffee at five or six in the morning. So I went back to having like black coffee at five or six in the morning and saving my milk coffees for 10 o'clock in the, you know, yeah. in the morning. So just little things like that, which I thought, oh, it's going to be a drag, but, you know, look, you've got to do it because you feel really crap right now. Like it actually ended up not being really that much of a drama at all. So, yeah, it was good. Um, okay, so your your random thing of the week's really not really good, but just funny. Yeah. So my Go. random thing of the week is that I was today years old when I found out <laughs> that Dusty Springfield was a woman. I fully thought that Dusty Springfield was a man. And now that I think about it, I think that I thought that Slim Dusty and Dusty Springfield were the same person. Oh, I think that might be what I do as well. Yeah. yeah okay. Because so I, I saw she might have. I okay. I don't know anything at all about Dusty Springfield. I've heard her <laughs> no, name like so many times, and I don't know whether or not she died recently or someone's doing a movie about her but she was on the news recently and they're like oh dusty springfield she and i was like oh well that is brand new information <laughs> i had no idea and ben was shocked because he's, he's rubbish with any kind of pop culture but he's very into music so he knows a lot about music and i was like i have absolutely no idea and he's like this is worse than me not knowing who demi moore is like, <laughs> i just don't think that's true though um on a side note, I think the name Dusty is such a cute name for a little girl, but in Australia, <laughs> Dusty means hungover. So, like, that's just never going to happen here. But I think Dusty's so cute. The, um, yeah, my mind is quite blown by this because, <laughs> yes, I too thought Dusty Springfield was the man. <laughs> now that you mention it, I too think maybe I was missing up Dusty Springfield and Slim Dusty. Yeah, I too think Dusty is a great name, but I'm just laughing so hard because it would be such an awkward name to have in Australia and all our American listeners are like, what is such a cute name? But it's, yeah, it just means in Australia that, yeah, you had a big night last night and a bit dusty today. Yeah, and Like a bit seedy. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if seedy, I wonder if that, yeah. I wonder what the American term for this is, but yeah, seedy, dusty. Yeah, it's not, it's not actually like, it's not quite full blown hungover. It's kind of like, it's you just, just, you're a little, little bit, bit yeah. you're a bit dusty, you're a bit seedy. It's like, you know, <laughs> you'll just have a, a Macca's sausage McMuffin and you'll be good to go. <laughs> we were talking about all the Australian slang in the in the group yeah. the other day, and yeah, it was quite a funny conversation. That was so cute. Um, like with the American um, woman who wrote it was like, "Oh, I'm under the pump, I reckon," and she's walking around with a dog. I'm like, "That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. I love it. I love under the pump. Under I love the it. pump." <laughs> um, okay, so this week's topic of the week is managing perfectionism. And it is a topic we have done in the past, but I, I'm kind of seeing a lot of a lot of the things I'm seeing or hearing people saying kind of relates to this. So I wanted to revisit it. Um, and the weird and funny thing about perfectionism is that relatively to, relative to the number of people who exhibit these tendencies, relatively few people realize that the behavior that they're indulging in is related to their perfectionistic tendencies because the ironic thing about perfectionists is most of them don't think they're perfectionists mm. because they think perfectionists have to be perfect at everything. So they're actually perfectionistic about their perfectionism. Um, <laughs> so, and, and they think, oh, if there's something I can not, be not perfectionistic about, then I'm not 
perfectionist. Anyway, the reality is we are all, all of us capable of perfectionistic behavior. And sometimes it's harmless and you don't really have to worry too much about it, but sometimes it can affect your life in a suboptimal way. And that's, that's kind of what we're going to talk about, you know, try and tackle today. But uh, first things first, Carl's. Are you perfectionistic about anything? Oh, look, to be honest, not a lot at the moment. So any perfectionistic tendencies I had have gone right out the window with the birth of my kid. Um, I strangely have become more productive since having Harriet because I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. There's no tomorrow when you have a kid. It's You've yeah. got this little block of time while she's asleep, while she's at daycare, while her grandma's taking care of her. And you have to get whatever it is that you're doing done in that time. Otherwise, you're working all night or you're trying to work while, you know, you, you want to have your quality time with her in the afternoon. Um, so my perfectionism is done. Um, I just get things done and whatever is done at the time that I'm finished is what <laughs> is, is what the thing is. And that works for everything. It's that's that's how long my workout is. That's how long I uh, that that's my weeding in the garden done. That's my blog post that I was supposed to write. That's my client work I was supposed to get done. It's just done. Um, I, I, I'm very weird about packing, um, so that's very pertinent at the moment because I'm currently packing to go on a trip to New York, and I'm very weird about that. So I have lists and things, and I double check things, and I get I get a little bit panicky about packing, which is dumb because I'm going to New York. Like there is literally not a single thing that I need that, that I can't, can't buy get there. <laughs> um, I'm weird about preparation, so I will never give an off-the-cuff speech or do anything I'm not fully prepared for. So I'm giving a speech, uh, Ben and I are giving a joint speech at his brother's wedding this weekend, and we wrote the speech two weeks ago, and every two days we go <laughs> over it. Like that's, nice. that's my – because I the thought of getting up and speaking to a bunch of people about something very specific, I can do off-the-cuff if that's what they're after, but if they want something a bit more polished, I, I can't riff on polish. Yeah. I think practice takes away a lot of perfectionistic tendencies. So the better I am at something, the less I procrastinate over releasing it to the world. So even just if you look at blog posts, like if you, even if you just look at simple smaggle blog posts, when I first started blogging, it, it could take me all day to write a 500 word blog post and I'd go over it and over it and I'd get my mum to spell check it and I'd do this. And now I can do a, a 2000 word blog post in an hour, including images and I'm out of there. Like, like it's not, it, it, it really is that practice. You know, that meme that goes around that says um, uh, it's something about doing something in 20 minutes um, doesn't mean that you get to pay less for it. You're paying me for the time I learnt to do yeah, it that that's quickly. Right. I, did, I yeah. did that very badly, but you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I that's know. my, I, I kind of just feel like practice is really a thing that, yeah, gets perfectionism under control yeah. for me personally. Well, yeah. I think what you're also mentioning, and this is a kind of a partly a tip, is that um, this, something will make you get over, you, you do things to force you to get over the perfectionism. Mm. So you had a baby that yeah. forced you to get over your perfectionism. Um, ironically for me, podcasting really, really challenged my perfectionism. Oh because, my God, totally. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's because you know, it's funny because way, way back, like I don't know, four or five years ago, when I was working for Flying Solo, and um, maybe even longer than that, um, they said, "Oh, you know, are you interested in podcasting? Because um, we've got one." And I was like, "Yeah, nah, not at all. I'm a writer. I, um, I like writing because I get to edit my words. Um, you can't edit your words when you're podcasting. La la la." And I was just like, "Flat out, no." 
And then with my one of my books, I I had to, I got interviewed on a lot of podcasts, um, and it was funny because the first one I ever did was an interview with Flying Solo, and I was like, "Send me the questions. I need to prep it out." Blah 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 blah. And then even with all the prep work that I did, like at the end of the episode, I was like, at the end of recording, I said to um, I said to Robert, I was like, um okay, we need to do that again. <laughs> and he was like, no, we don't. It was perfectly fine. And I'm like, no, 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 we need and, – and I did it like with a – and he was like, no, honestly, Kelly, it was fine. But I was like, but I could have said th- certain things more perfectly and he was like, it, it does, actually doesn't matter. <laughs> and so – people refusing to re-record the entire podcast <laughs> with me um, kind of forced me to get used to the fact that you're never, ever going to say everything as perfectly as you would like to say it's it. Funny, that's so funny. It's like, so basically it was all those jerks that wouldn't re-record their podcast with me that forced me to be less perfectionistic about podcasting and yeah, that's what happened. Literally the first two people I did it with, I asked them to re-record and they went, no, we do not need to re-record this. Um, so it's just, yeah, do, there's certain things that you can do that. And you know what? Like there's been so many situations over the years where I have said things imperfectly and people, and I now know people don't care, no. you know, they as long as you get the gist across to them, they don't care. So all of that to say my thing that I'm very perfectionistic about is communication. Mm. So, you know, and I can't, so the main thing I can't deal with is when bad communication on my part leads to a situation where like someone is hurt or upset or like um, there's been a misunderstanding because, you know, I put a lot of thought into what I say when I email people and when I talk to people. Um, I spend a lot of time overthinking what I'm going to say in that, you know, in aid of not messing up. Um, and truth be told, I do expect myself to operate like at a mind reader level with regard yeah, to communication. You, which you really do. I know, and this is something Ant was always trying to get me to. Like, he's like, you got to stop trying to read people's minds and just kind of take them at what they're telling but you. But to their be word. fair, your perfectionistic tendencies around communication result in you saying less dumb stuff on the podcast than I do. <laughs> so, I mean, really, I, I kind of think you're winning a little bit there. I'm way less perfectionistic about the podcast. I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like the fact that you actually listen to them after we record them, I'm like, huh, that's, that's an interesting concept. Perhaps well, I should I be listening to, to them to before make sure I didn't them. say anything super, super mega dumb because the day that I hear myself say something <laughs> super, super mega dumb, like that that podcast is going in the bin. Like, <laughs> um, but, yeah, you you know, yes. Yeah, so I do try to operate at mind level. I do try to figure out what people aren't saying as much as what they are saying. And I try to anticipate thoughts and feelings before they even happen. And as I'm saying this, I can see how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, as you know, as I'm saying it and I can see how ridiculous it is, you know, trying to operate at mind levels of communication isn't actually possible. Um, so, and that's really when we're saying, when we're talking about perfectionism, that's what we're talking about. It's having completely unrealistic expectation, both of yourself and others, because there is this thing called other-oriented perfectionism, which actually Ant had, which is ironic. So, he, I mean, he held himself for very high standards but not unrealistic standards, but yeah. he would hold other people to unrealistic <laughs> standards, which I always found really ironic. Um, 
But yes, our tips today are mostly about overcoming the unrealistic expectations you have for yourself. So, Carl. So, so my first tip. tip is stop comparing. So there comes a time when you have to accept who you are. Comparing yourself to others doesn't help you get where they are any faster because you might not actually get there. So, for example, I would kill for Miranda Kerr's skin and her toned from too much yoga and shots of noni juice a day body, (laughs) but that will never happen. So I um, did the 23andMe test. I think I've mentioned it a few times and I have a predisposition for mild rosacea, which actually hasn't happened yet. So I'm mildly terrified about that, but I've got like, (laughs) At like a 30% higher chance than anyone else of developing rosacea. Um, and also I'm supposed to have wider hips than usual, which I actually don't. Like if my, mm. if, if we were going to talk about areas of my body that were wider than usual, <laughs> I'm going to go with stomach. It's not my hips. Like anyway, cut a long story short, that, <laughs> that's my genes and that's what's going to happen. And I have actually come to accept that. I'm still going to fight it obviously because <laughs> otherwise, like who would I be if I wasn't fighting it? Um, but you know, I've come to accept that no matter how hard I try, I'm never going to look like Miranda Kerr. So what you need to do is just focus on being the best version of yourself that you can be rather than wanting to become someone else. Oh, I like that. It's a very nice summary of that one. Um, the second tip is to practice self-compassion, which many people uh, like hear that and go, oh, well, yeah, easier said than done, Kelly. But actually, it it is actually easier than you think. So when you catch yourself talking down to yourself or being frustrated with yourself at having failed to meet an expectation, like imagine it is a friend in that position. So what would you say to a friend who is frustrated with themselves and beating themselves up for being completely unreal, you know, for something completely unrealistic? Chances are you'd be quite kind and measured and all you need to do is extend that same level of kindness to yourself. So, you know, and I don't know how to say this nicely, so I'm just going to say it. Um, <laughs> Don't think that you're special. So I used to do this all the time. I used to think, oh, that's okay for them, but, you know, it's not okay for me. I I hold myself to really high standards. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Your smart Kelly voice is my favourite thing that's ever happened. It's like, well, that's okay for you, but I happen to be a superior human being, so if you could just get out of my way, that would be great. (laughs) That would be great. Um, So, look, it's really quite arrogant to think that, we're special and the rules and kindnesses we extend to others shouldn't extend to ourselves. And, you know, I, I've had to personally do a, quite a lot of work in this regard in kind of getting over myself and I've done that in aid of being able to operate in a more realistic fashion. And trust me, the the view from here is much, much nicer than the view from um, Kelly who thinks she's special um, <laughs> <laughs> mountain. <laughs> Um, my next, I can't get over Kelly who thinks she's special. She's just like, she's the worst. I hate she's her. She's the worst, like 15 year old, like mean girl. Totally. Like she's just like in her room, like <laughs> middle finger. I love it. <laughs> Um, So my next tip is to stop complaining. So when we're constantly hard on ourselves and striving for bigger and better things, we often tend to like vent our frustration in the form of an unconstructive whinge fest. So just settle down and be grateful, not just for everything you've got, but for everything you've achieved. I just, I see women so often who have so much going for them and have had great success in their lives and they can't even see it themselves. So take a moment, open up your eyes, acknowledge your wins I just stop complaining, mate. <laughs> it's a bit of a tough love episode, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, everybody needs a bit of tough love sometimes. Um, so next tip is to stop pushing yourself. It's okay to have a day in bed reading or watching DVDs. And, you know, sometimes 
often what your body and mind need is just for you to just relax. So um, perfectionists tend to worry why they get sick or run down or burnt out so often. It's because they don't give themselves a break. So listen to your body, slow things down when you're, and that's you know, kind of another thing we preach about a lot on this podcast is being able to listen to the things your body is telling you. Um, and when your body is saying loud and clear, slow down, you're pushing me way too hard, like listen to it. So yeah, put an end to self-loathing, the unrealistic comparisons and the unachievable goals. Realize what you're good at and what you're capable of and let yourself shine without measuring the wattage. Ooh, Carly wrote that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like was like, I really like that. I would never say it, but I just said it. <laughs> I also wrote the first bit of it and I was like watching DVDs. Is this like- is this from the noughties? Why didn't I put Netflix? What is going on? Guys, this is just like a testament to where my brain is this week where I'm like, hmm, yeah, so why don't you And how to imperfect some- we are willing to be on this podcast oh in God. aid of like supporting what we're saying here right exactly. now. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, oh. why don't you listen to some stories on the wireless? <laughs> oh my God, honestly. Um, so my next tip is to be aware of the signs of perfectionism. So these are procrastination. That is a huge one. The, the problem oh, yeah. with procrastination is that people think it's like, oh, no, it means I'm lazy. It usually means that you're the exact opposite of lazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obsession over things that don't really matter. Constantly talking yourself out of doing things overthinking, hello, uh, and micromanagement are big, big signs of perfectionism. Yeah, and also I think a a key thing to tune into is the fact that quite often perfectionism is a form of controlling behaviour, which, yes, this closet uh, closet control freak, I'm not a closet control freak, I'm a a right out and proud (laughs) control freak, but um, let's be honest. Um, But look, you know, if you look at my obsession with communication and kind of dig into it, you will see that it's actually really about needing everyone to like me and needing everyone around me to get on really well. I like everybody who I like to also like each other. And neither of these things is realistic. Nope. But I, yeah, but I still try to exert control over environment by making them a thing. So, and yeah, so that's that. And then speaking to procrastination, when you procrastinate quite often you're procrastinating doing something that appears useful, like clearing your inbox and like clearing your inbox, again, gives a sense of control you're seeking, but it's mas- masking the fact that if you're procrastinating, it's because you're scared of something, Yeah, usually meeting the unrealistic expectations that you set for yourself. So yes, uh, face down your fears, stop trying to control everything and uh, yeah, tough love. Let's just get on with it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this week's kicked our ass. Um, I'll go first. Just... <laughs> Basically, there's a whole month. I mean, things are fantastic and I really do need to practice my gratitude. Um, They're just, everything is so great, but it's just so unbelievably busy. So a last minute trip to New York in the first week of December, uh, right after a family wedding is just like next level stress town. We're doing really well, but we have just been operating on you know, super high functioning. Like you've had to be mega super high functioning in on it and there's no room for no room for anything. Like we have been doing 18 hour days, tag teaming, taking care of Harriet, 
making sure we go for little walks when we can. Um, today things will calm down a little bit because we leave to go to Canberra for a few days before the wedding. And then once we've left our house, it's kind of too late. Like there's nothing, there's no other prep that we can really do. So we're packed and ready and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I'm really looking forward to, I'm going, I'll be at my parents' place tomorrow night. Um, and I will be on my own because they're going out. So I'm just going to sit down and watch some next Netflix and have a glass of wine and chill out for the first time in a few weeks, which will be lovely. But, um, yeah, so I've, and I've been getting ahead on Smaggle and Crochet Coach and I, I work with Ben as well. So I'm doing a lot of stuff for him, which will, be revealed at some stage um and it's just it's been out of control like I'm just I'm so so tired <laughs> just so tired <laughs> okay. Kelly is, um is, okay feel bad like mine's not as intense but yeah um <laughs> look, I've been getting one of we have two rent two townhouses uh investment properties that we've had for a long time um and we're getting one of them ready for sale and I feel very, very grateful to have a property to sell. So I feel very rubbish airing this as I kicked my ass. But um, it's just that getting a 10-year-old house ready that's had tenants in it for 10 years, getting it ready for sale, um, it takes a lot of work it and does. mental energy. And um, and that's just mental energy I can't give to myself or to the kids. Um, so it's been very mentally tiring, but it is nearly ready to go and I'm just really happy <laughs> that it's nearly sorted. Oh, that's so good. Um, so cut, yeah. Oh, kicked ass is, um, I'll go first again. Uh, <laughs> so after the craziness of the last few weeks, in five days I'm going to be in New York on a proper holiday and I have <sighs> literally never taken time off. I always work on holidays, but I told my clients I wasn't, going to work and we're going to spend two weeks in New York with our girl and she gets to spend her first birthday yeah, in New York. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm really excited and and I just figured there was no point in trying to juggle work with a baby when nah. it's a work trip anyway. So I was like, I can't do any client work. And my clients have been fantastic. I basically <laughs> said to them, okay, I have to go to New York for two weeks. So, you know, those two weeks I was supposed to work for you, I'm going to not I I just can't. (laughs) And in the middle of December, which is kind of, you know, the wrap up time where you kind of ramp up all of your work so that all your clients are satisfied over the break. And they've both been, like all of them have been fantastic. So yeah, so I'm really excited. A proper holiday. I know. I'm so excited for you as well. I can't wait to hear all about it and why and the where and all of that. That will all be revealed. Okay. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to make the house my kicked ass too. So look, I've I have a very weird negative attitude to these townhouses that we have. I think, yeah, uh, I don't know why. It's 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 very privileged white girl uh, annoyances. So I'm just not even going to go there because I just want to slap myself. But um, I do have this real negative energy connection with these townhouses, and so it just meant that you know, getting having to get one ready for sale. I've I've been coming at it with a really bad attitude and really poor energy. Um, and and in the end, I had to like give myself a really good talking to and just, again, gratitude, remind myself to be so grateful that you have this asset that you Absolutely. can now sell, you know, and, and, and also it's only like five, 10 minutes from my house. So when I have to go there three times a day to meet with a, you know, tradie or someone who's going to fix something, it's actually really not a drama. Um so, yes, I was being very negative about it, but I turned that negativity around and everything obviously got easier once I did. So, I'm quite proud of myself for that. That is fantastic, Kel. 
Because like that's yes. that's just another added bit of bullshit that you don't really need right now. But then just being able to reframe it so you know, you're not being such a princess yeah. about it is really I, good. Yeah, that's right. Like again, get over yourself, Kelly, and just shut up and get on with it. So yeah. Oh my god, we're so tough love today. Maybe this is like because we're <laughs> recording really early in the morning, which I don't think we've ever done before. So this is no, morning, we have. Carly and Kelly. We're just like, nah, don't give us any of your bullshit. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we take, it takes the whole day for us to ease and to be a bit kinder <laughs> and softer. <laughs> so it's uh, time to wrap up. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page which keeps straight and curly in your ears and covers our production costs. If you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit patreon.com forward slash straight and curly. And don't forget you can follow us on Instagram. We are at Smaggle and at Kelly Exeter. And, yes, finally, do jump into the Facebook group and share your thoughts about this week's show. We want to know all about what things you hold yourself to completely unrealistic standards about. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. Bye.